Okay, Art, you got me on? Okay. All right. <clears throat> Luke, 24th chapter. I'm going to let uh, our reader read um, here. Um, Ready? Chapter 24. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven, and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James. Also the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles. But these words appeared to them as nonsense and they would not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings only and he went away to his home marveling at what had happened. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words that you were exchanging with one another as you were walking? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said. But him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he were going farther. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them. 
Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem, and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. They began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. Okay. Very familiar <coughs> passage of Scripture. The resurrection. It's the single greatest thing that we as Christians hold on to. It's the only thing that separates us from every other religion of the world. Ours is not a religion. <clears throat> we, we have records of where people were buried. This is the gospel according to Wikipedia, so I know it's true. <laughs> Said uh, Buddha. Buddha was cremated. His relics are placed in monuments around the world. For example, the Temple of the Tooth, which is in Saralika, is a place where the right tooth of Buddha is kept and is there to this day. Islam, Mohammed. Mohammed was born in 570 B.C. He was born when Habakkuk and Zephaniah were prophesying. Just to put it in context, Isaiah was written in 760 B.C., some 200 years before. The Koran was written in 632 B.C. So our faith, the Jews and our faith, is much, much older. Muhammad is buried in, in Mecca and that's part of the show. If you are a good Muslim, you have to go back to Mecca once a year. Mormons. Joseph Smith is buried in Illinois. And uh, there's more I could say about that. Our Jehovah's Witness friends. It was started in 1879. But it wasn't until 1914, Biff's not here, but he was almost here, when, <laughs> when the guy from Jehovah's Witness uh, said that <clears throat> Jesus came to inspect and cleanse the Watchtower Society. Um, another little thing about our Jehovah's Witness friends, <coughs> they avoid such customs as funerals, wakes, anniversaries, sacrifices for the dead. These are unclean things. They do have memorial services. Christianity, on the other hand, we celebrate on the first day of the week. Every Sunday is a celebration of what happened this day when he was risen from the grave. Crucified on Friday. In the tomb Saturday, and Sunday he rose.
struggles. Any part of a Jewish day is a day for them. And that's how the three days were there. It's, it's absolutely fundamental to what we believe. <clears throat> Last week I had the opportunity to go and see a movie, The Case for Christ. It's by Lee Strobel. Uh, it's in Rock Hill. It's playing now. I would recommend it. And it's based on the last four chapters of this book, which is the resurrection. And this is just part of what he says. The resurrection was undoubtedly the central proclamation of the early church from the very beginning. The earliest Christians did not endorse Jesus' teaching. They were convinced that they had seen Him alive after His crucifixion. That's what's changed their lives and started the church. Certainly since this was their central most conviction, they would have all they would have made absolutely sure that it was true. All of the Gospels and Acts is evidence of the incident. Witness after witness, detailing, detail after detail, collaboration on top of collaboration, which was extremely <coughs> impressive. Luke wrote, uh, <laughs> would you believe he wrote Luke? He, he wrote Luke and he wrote Acts. And in the first, first chapter, the first verse of Luke, he says, Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile an account of the things accomplished among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the Word, it seems fitting to me as well having investigated everything carefully from the beginning to write it out for you in consecutive order, O excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the exact truth about the things that have been taught. Dr. Luke being a, a physician, he was interested in details and he says, it's fitting for me having investigated everything carefully from the beginning. Back to Luke 24. <clears throat> On the first day of the week, at dawn, they came to the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. Verse 5, And as the women were terrified, bowed their faces to the ground, the men said, to them, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Now go to Mark, the 10th chapter. Matthew, Mark, the 10th chapter. And let's look at verses 32. <clears throat> 10th chapter of Mark. <clears throat> Verses 32 through 34. You with me? They were on the road going to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were fearful. And again, he took the twelve aside and began to tell them what was going to happen to them. 
saying, Behold, we are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priest and to the scribes. They will condemn Him to death and will hand Him over to the Gentiles. They will mock Him, spit on Him, scourge Him, and kill Him. And three days later, He will rise. Back to Luke 24. Verse 6. He's not here. But He has risen. Remember how He spoke to you while He was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Verse 8, And they remembered these words. I'm going to play a song for you.
1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. There's chapters in Scripture that you just simply need to know where they are and what they say. We've talked about this before, the Ten Commandments. When your children and your grandchildren come to you and ask you about the Ten Commandments, you need to automatically say Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy 5. It's, it's, it's those things. And when it comes to the, to the resurrection, it's 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Now, the pastor's going to preach from that Scripture this morning. I don't think I'm going to cover him up if I could. <laughs> and you spoke to life there. But anyway, I want you to look at the idea of the resurrection as, as Paul talks about it here in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, and beginning in verse, uh, verse 3. You get there. For I delivered to you of first importance what I received that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And He was buried. And He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that He appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time most of who remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then all the apostles. And last of all, to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. The resurrection. The resurrection. It's all about the resurrection. We don't think have a thing to hope for. And Pastor Larry will talk about that in the service as we follow. As God's children, we have hope. We have hope. In Lee Strobel's book, he these last four chapters, he interviews experts in the field, in different fields, as it relates to Jesus and the resurrection. And he's interviewing this one professor, and he kind of stops and asks him a pointed question. And this is what the professor said. Art's going to read it. I had asked about the importance of the resurrection, and Habermas decided to take a risk by hearkening back to 1995 when his wife Debbie, slowly dying of stomach cancer. Caught off guard by the tenderness of the moment, all I could do was listen. I sat on our porch, he began, looking off to the side at nothing in particular. He sighed deeply, then went on. My wife was upstairs dying. Except for a few weeks, she was home through it all. It was an awful time. This was the worst thing that could possibly happen. He turned and looked straight at me. But do you know what was amazing? 
my students would call me, not just one, but several of them and say, at a time like this, aren't you glad about the resurrection? As sober as those circumstances were, I had to smile for two reasons. First, my students were trying to cheer me up with my own teaching. And second, it worked. That's not some sermon, he said quietly. I believe that with all my heart. If there's a resurrection, there's a heaven. If Jesus was raised, Debbie will be raised, and I will be too someday. And then I'll see them both. When you die in the Lord, it makes a difference. We could go to every chair in this Sunday school class this morning and relate to this very same thing. That the resurrection is a blessed experience and one day we'll be joined with those who've gone before us. That's the hope we have in the resurrection. That's the hope we have. Luke 24. On the same day that he rose, Jerusalem was hustling and bustling and everything. And these two followers of Jesus, that's all we know. We know one of them's name. They were going to Emmaus. Emmaus is nowhere to be found on a modern day map. But Scripture tells us it was seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they were walking, they were talking and reminiscing about what had happened that day. And Scripture says somebody joined them on their walk. And they says, what are you talking about? And he says, uh, are you the only one that doesn't know what's going on? He said, Jesus the Nazarene, who our chief priests and scribes crucified was raised and this is the third day and Jesus picked up there and he started talking about verse 25 he said oh foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken was it not necessary for Christ to suffer these things and to enter into His glory? Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, He explained to them the things concerning Himself in all the Scriptures. And as they approached the village where they were going, He acted as though He were going further but he urged them, saying, Stay with us, for it's getting toward evening, and the day is nearly over. So he went in to stay with them, and when he was reclining at the table with them, he took bread, he blessed it, and broke it, and began giving it to them. And their eyes were opened, 
and they recognized him. Verse 32. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road? While he was explaining the scripture to us. They got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with him, saying, The Lord has really risen from the dead and appeared to Simon. They began to relate these experiences on the road and how he recognized them by the breaking of bread. While they were telling these things, he himself stood in their midst and said, Peace to be you, peace be to you. And they were startled and frightened and thought they were seeing a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do you doubt? Do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still could not believe it because of the joy of their amazement, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? I love that. <laughs> Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece, of, a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it. And he says, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was, writ was still with you. All things that were written about me and the laws of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And he opened their minds to understand it. And he said, Thus it is written that Christ would suffer, rise again the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sin would be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. You are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. He left no detail unturned. He taught them going. John further records that, that he brought memory. They received uh, in their memory things that Jesus had taught them along the way. They stayed in Jerusalem. And we're going to get into this when we get into Acts. And the Holy Spirit it fell upon them. And because of the resurrection, we have all we need. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that He is living whatever men may say. I see His hand of mercy I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, He's always near. He lives. He lives.
Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. How do I know the resurrection is real? Because I know He lives within my heart. He lives within my heart. I've seen saints go to the Lord. And I have the assurance that I'll see him one day. David said that about his child that was lost. He said, he can't come to me, but I can go to him. And we hold fast to the truth of the resurrection. Of the resurrection. I've told you before about our son, Arch Brother, who is in international business and he just got back from India and he goes there about once a month and he has told tells us that that India is so dark and you can feel the oppression and you there's nobody smiling there's nobody laughing there's no there's no hope because the Hindus don't have just one god They've got millions. They've got millions. Whatever you want to believe is okay. No hope. Our hope is that Jesus burst through that tomb and is at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us today. As Larry prayed, that's the reason our church exists to pull men and women, boys and girls to a knowledge of Jesus. If the lost knows, if they ever know what Jesus did for them, it's a different, different world. A different situation. Well, every Sunday is Resurrection Day. But today is very, very special that we've set aside to commemorate the end of Holy Week. He died on a roll rugged cross, and I showed you last year when we were in Isaiah some of the whippings that Jesus took. And if you've got a copy of the Passion of the Christ, it's tough to watch. But Jesus took our sins to a cross. And it's because of His finished work on the cross. It is finished. It is finished. Browsing through Facebook one day, I was looking at a guy's Facebook post and he came to his religious affiliation. And guess what he had? It is finished. That told me all I wanted to know about that young man. It is finished. It's over. I've completed the work. It's not just a home in heaven that we're looking for. 
sometimes we get balled up on a home in heaven. But it's His finished work and our belief and trust in what He did on the cross. I hope you have a great thank you. <laughs> hope you have a great Easter. Remember, not just today, but every time we get together, what a difference the resurrection makes in our life. Anything from anybody? Anything? What are you talking about? I saw Friday. CW, pray for us if you will, please.